Hello, my friends, and welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. I'm your host, Ray Bohax from Cat Swamp Road, the hot rod farmer. And that's because if you're wondering why I call myself that, it wasn't a name that I gave myself. It was a name that I was given to in our small rural community. It was that people would come looking for me and they go, that hot rod, a guy who builds the hot rod engines, or that hot rod farmer down the road. That's how it all started. And I want you to know, not that you don't already know, as we get together here on Rural Radio, Sirius XM Channel 147, every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern, with a re-air Sunday at 6 p.m. And if you miss an episode, you could go to my website or any major podcast hosting site, and one week after it airs, it will be there for perpetuality until the good Lord comes home, brings us all home, right? So that is that. So check it out, and I want to thank you so much for either listening on SiriusXM Rural Radio or through the podcast. And while you're there, you could also check out my Idle Chatter podcast. So uh, you may enjoy that and my other shows too. I have a series called On the Road where I have a conversation. It's not an interview with people that I say either either passionate about farming farming or firing orders. I have to get my tongue back in my mouth. And then I have two what we call 60-second short shows. And some and the Bushels and Cents actually plays on rural radio. So we maybe even had the opportunity to hear some of those. But what I want to do is that we're coming up, it's hard to believe, we're coming up on Thanksgiving uh, in a few weeks, and I want to bring uh, to you, my listeners, and to my podcast, Idle Chatter listeners, a little contest. I have three beautiful books here. I have a book by Mr. Rod Beamer, they're brand new, and it's two-cylinder John Deere tractors. I have another book by Mr. Patrick Foster, which is quite a thick book looks like an encyclopedia and it is dedicated to international harvester trucks not tractors so it's the complete guide to ih trucks so if you're a truck enthusiast you may like that book and then they also have a book by mr lee clancher about the farm all the golden age 1924 to 1954 and i would like to gift that gift that to three lucky winners so i'm going to ask you to go to my website and fill out the form, which is there also for uh, to enter the contest for a free license plate to win a license plate, and you could put your name on there, and you could and put down either John Deere, I H, or Farmall, the book that you would potentially like to win. And then the first week in December, I am going to pull a winner for each of those three books, and I will send that to you. All right, so uh, it's my way of saying thank you for being a listener to this guy from Cat Swamp Road. I know sometimes it's rough, but that's what my wife says, listening to me. But uh, so, uh, I, but I greatly appreciate you doing that. But I would be remiss if I did not say, even though I'm a few days late on this, to, uh, to honor all of the veterans that have served our country, past, present, and also in the future. And so much of so such a large part of rural America, which is a small percentage of the population of the of this great United States, serves in the military and makes the ultimate sacrifice, the sacrifice of potentially giving their life for our liberty, and the sacrifice of coming home possibly injured or and 
the sacrifice of their families that are left behind, even if, God willing, they come home safe. So I want to salute and thank all of the veterans. I'm a day late and a dollar short, but I want to thank you for your sacrifice to protect my beloved America. And then on today's show, what I'm going to be talking about is why there is so many coolants and greases and oils today with farm equipment, with cars, with trucks, with tractors, and everything. It's it's not like it was years ago when Grandpa farmed, right? Or, or even if you don't farm, if you happen to be living in town and say you'd be years ago, you just go buy green antifreeze or 1040 oil or something. So it's not like that today. And what I have found in life is that if you understand something, if you understand why it is that way, it makes a lot more sense because so many things in life today do not make sense, but that is not going to be the case as far as the chemicals, the coolants, the oils, and the greases that you use on a daily basis on your farm. So sit pat during the short commercial break and just remember that agriculture runs on machinery, but profits on reliability. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. The agribusiness and western lifestyle channel. Your information. We'll talk markets, agronomy, machinery, and cover the real-time issues affecting farmers and ranchers in Canada and all of North America. Your channel. We explore the news and issues that matter the most to agriculture. From markets to weather, each weekend we take a deep dive into what matters most. Sirius XM's Rural Radio. The agribusiness and western lifestyle channel. Sirius XM 147 and on the SXM app. Justin Mills here, rancher and host of the Working Ranch Radio Show, inviting you to join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern on Rural Radio Channel 147. We'll go in-depth on topics that are relevant to the beef industry, plus we'll hear from meteorologist Don Day on the long-term weather outlook, and the Captain Tim O'Burn with Working Ranch Magazine will stop in for Tim's Two Cents. So join us on Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon Eastern for the Working Ranch Radio Show on Rural Radio Channel 147 Sirius XM. The Cowboy Channel Bar in the historic Fort Worth Stockyards is the country's first bar dedicated 100% to Western sports. Watch your favorite rodeo on one of the 11 televisions from the Texas Swing and the National Finals Rodeo. Cowboy Channel Bar is your ticket to the best drinks and the most iconic rodeos from across the country. Saddle up to the bar seven days a week or head downstairs to the historic speakeasy on the weekend. Located right under the famous Fort Worth Stockyards sign, visit the Cowboy Channel Bar today. We smell like fish, and that's a good thing. The smelly elf is right. Hey, have you entered our Fishing You a Merry Christmas contest at Kinder Outdoors yet? We'll announce a winner just in time for Santa's big ride. But now is the time to get your name in the creel for that big drawing. You and two guests at Casa Cab Sea Five Nights and catching sailfish marlin in mahi with the Cab Sea Sport Fishing Fleet in the Caribbean. Sure beats the North Pole. Enter now at KinderOutdoors.com. Welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio, and during the break, I realized that if you're new to the show, or even if you're not new, I didn't tell you how to get to my website to enter that contest to potentially win one of those three books and a hot rod farmer license plate, all right? It is a farmmachinerydigest.com, and you will be able to click on that and see that tab there, and if not, just it's the email is farmer at farmmachinerydigest.com. So uh, here it is. I'm giving you one to have you enter a contest, but I'm not telling you how to get there. Uh, well, what are you going to do? I'm from Jersey, right? So, but 
let's start to get into the subject of today's show. You know, life, there's no denying that life was simpler years ago in every aspect, all right? Uh, communications, I mean, even going to the bank, where you used to have a bank book, a passbook, you gave it to the, to the teller and you made a deposit and they put they typed it into the passbook with a machine and you had it right there and you stuck it in the drawer and you knew what you have today everything is go online do this a thousand a thousand statements come and all this computer stuff was supposed to save paper and it doesn't save paper it wastes paper but anyway if we look back at life on the farmer ranch is that the yields the uh potential for for milk production on a dairy cow any crop yield uh egg production has all increased and in the like and in, and in like fashion if we look at the machinery that we have today whether it's a farm machine whether it's a car whether it's a pickup truck or or even a washing machine that there's so much more efficient or powerful or whatever term that you want to use to describe it and we basically learned how to do things better and uh the the problem that we have to in my opinion is that we learned how to do things better but then we make it worse by making it cheap and making it in china or someplace all right so uh, but we won't go there with that right now but if you turn the clock clock back and you make an analogy to farming is that if you were a, a corn if you raised corn field corn or, or even sweet corn like i raised or you raised soybeans you raised tomatoes that there was there was some varieties but there weren't that many varieties today there's so many different varieties of seed and within that variety that they're very sensitive to different to different chemicals you have roundup ready corn you have roundup ready uh, soybeans you have glyphosate to- i mean glyphosate um two for d tolerant crops so there's a whole different it's a whole different animal with all these different options and abilities but going th- a segue in segueing into the machinery side of it and the machinery is anything it does it could be a farm tractor it could be a combine could be a pickup truck could be whatever it could be a uh a lawnmower engine it makes no difference is that the mindset that was present years ago in the engineering circles was that for instance i'll use antifreeze as an example because everyone is familiar with and years ago there was only the green antifreeze there were different brands there was xerox there was prestone or there was a couple other brands uh manufacturer could have had a, a private label brand new holland or case or what have you or ford motor company but they were basically they were the same formulation it was green antifreeze and it was ethylene glycol based a based product and had different anti-corrosion stuff inhibitors and back then all of the engines were cast iron the cylinder heads were cast iron everything was whether you bought a, a john deere or a ford or a chevy or whatever it was basically the materials were the same but the problem that was that was that we dealt with in the engineering community was that we had to design and this goes for farm equipment also we had to design a component an engine a transmission a uh a a a corn head a soybean head for a combine whatever it may be we had to design it around the products that were there for instance as i say the antifreeze so the engineer was always in a box because he had to come and say well you know i have to make this work with 
this engine live with green antifreeze and what i mean by live is that it doesn't attack any of the components inside the engine the head gasket the cylinder the cylinder liners on the diesel all right so uh the intake manifold so it was always a compromise so it would be just like saying well we have to we could we could only plant a population or a, or a crop that is tolerant to uh to i was gonna say acetone to atrazine we couldn't we that was it that's all we had in our toolbox metaphorically so what is what had basically happened over the years the engineering community because we're trying to push the envelope just like a high yield farmer is trying to push the envelope as far as their yield whether it's a row crop or whether it's milk production in a from from a cow or pasture land production for on a with a rancher to get to get more tonnage or be able to put more cattle on an acre of land is they're always trying to push the envelope and the thing is that so what what came to light was that we are designing around the coolant we are designing around the grease we're designing around the oil it was wonderful for the chemical for the oil industries for the grease industry it was wonderful for the retailers because they only had to stock one item it was also wonderful for the farmer for or or a mechanic in a farm in a farm shop or a gas station in town or a, a dealership because they only had to stock one product so everybody had green antifreeze you don't have to stock all these different antifreezes but what it did was limit the design potential of the piece of equipment so now what has happened in the industry in the past i would say 40 years it kind of creeped up like gray hair and one of the things that moved this forward was government regulations that none of us like all right the thing is that so the emission standards the fuel economy standards all these different standards started to push the envelope and say well you know if we want to get a 500 horsepower engine in a peterbilt and meet this emission standards we have to the engineers are saying we have to do this it would be just like your agronomist saying to you well if you want 400 bushel per acre corn you have to fertilize for 400 bushel per acre corn you can't fertilize for 200 bushel and miraculously expect to get 400 so to make it very simple years back what we did in the engineering community is we designed around the chemicals the the lubricants the oils even the gasoline and the diesel fuel that was available and it was not a big selection now we we changed the cart and the horse have got reversed so what would basically happen is that the engineering community would say okay we're going to design i'm going to pick on an engine we're going to design because it has the 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 most complexity to it all right and uh we're going to design an engine this way we want to use this material for the cylinder liner on a diesel we want to use this material for the intake manifold a lot of intake manifolds today on gasoline and diesel engines are they call them plastics they're not a plastic they're like a nylon um a a nylon material and uh, like dupont 66 was one of the first that's a qualification for a certain a, a certain nylon so uh people call them plastic all right so we have now plastic or nylon intake manifolds we have completely different head gaskets 
materials because the engineers are saying well if i want to have this engine in this for instance like an EcoBoost engine in a ford truck or a duramax in a gm or a cummins or not just diesel could be anything gas or diesel we want to achieve these results we want this power we want this fuel economy these are the components that i need and what will happen is that the tr- using sticking with antifreeze, the traditional green antifreeze is not going to cut it with this because it could very possibly have an antagonistic effect or electro- electrolysis, uh, electrostatic effect with the gaskets or material in there. So if you look at today's modern engines, they have a whole host of different materials and they have plastics, they have compacted graphite iron blocks they have they have coated cylinder liners on some diesel engines there's a whole different mix of materials but when you get in there and you turn the key and you start it up whether it's a combine or whether it's a car whether it's whether it's a, a header on a combine you're enjoying an efficiency that you did not have before and that is simply because we took the leash off the engineers the the community took the leash leash off the engineers and said hey you design what you want it to be what you need it to be to get the results then again making the repeating it making a uh an analogy to a to a farmer with an agronomist i want 500 bushel corn well if you want 500 bushel corn this is what you're going to need to put in the furrow this is what you need to put in the two by two this is what you need need to put foliar the recipe is there all right to make 500 bushel corn or 600 bushel corn and because the high yield farmers are proving that it's there when the seed goes in the bag they're not putting this as we say in these cause a little bit more love in it to make it so so he could get 600 bushels per acre so they're they're managing the crop to a high level so it's it's a very highly managed crop and the same thing is happening in a design of an engine and even we started to see this years ago whereas you if you went to the implement dealer you would go and you would see there's one or two tubes of grease now we have combine header grease we have wheel bearing grease we have extreme pressure grease we have all these different greases and that is simply because we are not going to design the component the engine the transmission the gear train whatever it may be around the products that are traditional we're going to design it the way we want and then the industry whether it's john deere whether it's ford motor company whether it's general motors then comes and as far as a lubricant is concerned or something else they'll come to a tribologist and say these are the elements that we need to have to make it live in this package this engine this combine head or what have you there's so many different materials for bearings today i mean i deal with a, a supercharger company i do some technical writing for them called torque storm out in michigan and they use a hybrid ceramic bearing ceramic ball bearing in this in this supercharger all right there's so many things going on so the take-home message here to you is number one first of all you have to today maybe that maybe not 40 years ago but you have to today and i beat you guys to death with this follow the recommendations of the manufacturer and it's very very possible so if you have a red combine and you have a green tractor and you have a yellow sprayer 
All right, they have all three different engines, three different transmissions in it, three different hydraulic systems that you are going to have to use that specific product. And I always say this to you is that it's no disrespect to the the agricultural big box stores or the rural big box stores, for instance, like Tractor Supply, Rural King, whatever. I mean, they're, they're great outlets for a lot of things, but you don't want to buy a, a product that is generic or fits everything because what it's going to do, it's going to have some components in it that are not going to be compatible or give the performance that was intended for that transmission, that engine, that coolant, that hydraulic system, that combine header using that for an example, is that the days of saying that I only going to have one thing and it fits everything are long, long over. But, and you know that, I'm not telling you something that you do not know, but what I'm doing is I'm explaining to you why it is what it is and it's probably the most apparent if you go to a to one of the auto parts stores like o'reilly's auto parts and and you look in, and go into the automotive section because it's hard to have an homogenized uh a store with a homogenized uh representation of agricultural machinery chemicals and oils and lubricants all right because there's nobody like that you may go into a big box agricultural store as they said and they say well universal tractor fluid universal grease or what have you but the thing is that if you go to an auto parts store next time you're in town go into an auto parts store and then look at the go to the antifreeze the coolant aisle and you will see there's probably six or seven or eight different blends i'm not talking brands blends of coolant all right look into the in the, in the motor aisle all right and you'll see all different brands like like newer gm engines specifically like the the, the baby duramax the six, six on the duramax they need a dexos applied or dexo certificate certification or certified i don't say certified specification oil all right you look at all of this there is a reason for it because when the engineers design that particular engine and they're not going to come and say to you hey buddy well you know the rear and i'm making this up the rear main seal we used we put in here because it'll last four hundred thousand miles if you don't use a dexos oil it's going to leak in a hundred thousand miles and you have to pull this motor all apart because you have to take the crank out to put the seal whatever i'm making that up on the fly here the thing is that it does the problem for you is that you you need to be able to stock all of this for the equipment that you have and if you don't want to do that then i would say that you are you're playing russian roulette with your equipment you're playing russian roulette with the reliability and you have the potential for problems and the thing is that when these problems bite you they bite hard and they take a big they take a lot of skin okay when they bite they don't bite easy so the, but that is what the industry has and i've it's always bothered me because the industry never ever explained why there are all these different products and, and why a manufacturer has if you look at a big company yes they'll make some money off of coolant they'll make some money off of oil i'm not going to deny that whether it's a tractor company or or what have you but the fact of the matter is is they want their formulation to be what their engineers said and you may buy a different brand and make and may have 99 percent of it but the one key element and we all know as farmers all right that the details make the difference all right and as i said with with high yield farmers 
high yield dairy men anybody who's high yield all right a drag racer that's really really quick it's the details that make the difference and that's what's happening with these with these chemicals these oils these coolants so please please i ask of you i beseech you to please use what you're supposed to and don't say ah, that's good enough it's all same same stuff because it is not just like all crop protection chemicals are not all the same you can't you can't put put glyphosate on not on a non-roundup ready crop and expect it to, to live FDTV is the number one most trusted source for market information by America's farmers and ranchers. Well, USDA's latest crop progress report is in, showing both corn and soy harvest moving ahead of the five-year average. With long-term weather forecasts. I'm talking about this little thing sitting right there in the Rockies. And expert analysis of the commodities markets as soon as moves happen. What do you think that would do to our ag commodity trade over here? Catch Market Day Report and the Rural Evening News weekdays only on RFD-TV and Rural Radio. Tune in to Commodity Wrap each weekday morning at 8.30 Eastern, 7.30 Central, and every evening at 5.30 Eastern and 4.30 Central. We'll bring you the latest market details and talk with a variety of market experts. We're gathering the news and insights you need to stay ahead of the curve and protect your bottom line. It's Commodity Wrap on Rural Radio. Monty James here. Join me as we count down the top five at each event from the World of Pro Rodeo on America's Top 5 Countdown, right here on Rural Radio Sirius XM 147. Hi, we're Tyson and Shay Durfee. Can't make it to Vegas this year for the national final? Don't worry. We're going to be throwing our very own NFR watch party right here at Fort Worth, Texas. This is an invite to join us right here at the Justin Boots studio in the heart of the stockyard to catch the first three and the last three rounds of the national finals during our NFR watch party. It's going to be a one-of-a-kind experience, including food, drinks, casino tables. <laughs> yeah, baby. Yes. <laughs> Raffle prizes, live commentary, and much more. The party starts at 6 p.m. every Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of the NFR. But don't worry, you can also watch every round December 1st through 10th at the Cowboy Channel Bar just down the street. Both upstairs and downstairs in the historic Speakeasy will be open for the rodeo. 11 different monitors. That's incredible. Tickets are on sale right now. Go to thecowboychannel.com or scan the QR code on the screen. Don't miss out on this incredible way to watch the National Finals Rodeo. Join us at the NFR Watch Party right here in the Cowboy Channel studio. All right, welcome back to Farm Machinery Digest Radio. Now it's time for Tex Rubinowitz from Ripsaw Records as we get ready to meet me in the farm shop. All right, Tex, thank you so much. What we're going to talk about today is fill caps and dipsticks. It sounds simplistic, but always wipe or spray clean any dipstick or fluid fill cap before you remove it. Most of the dirt and grit enters a liquid system at the dipstick and fill point. These particles are extremely abrasive and are responsible for an increase in wear. When working on any piece of equipment, 
or when finished, always check the seating of all dipsticks, for it is common for it to become slightly dislodged by you unconsciously contacting while working on something else. With today's crowded engine compartments, many a system has been ruined by a poorly seated dipstick. And that is why they have so many transmissions today and different hydraulic systems without dipsticks, because the, they become loose and all the dirt gets in there. So that basically becomes a problem. So always be careful you may not even be working on the fluid but if you're doing something around you going underneath the hood it's common for your shirt or something to to hit that and to dislodge it so i want to thank you so much for tuning in and i want you to know that the hot rod farmer is pulling for you the american farmer and rancher my beloved beloved america you have a blessed day and it's a paul harvey used to say now you know the rest of the story about the chemicals catch you next week thanks for listening bye bye Hey, I'm Amy Wilson, and one of my favorite memories of all time was being introduced at the NFR in the Thomas and Mac as Miss Rodeo America. Then I started my career with RFD-TV in Las Vegas during the NFR, and I get to continue showcasing the very best in pro rodeo as I'm on the dirt as a sideline reporter for the Cowboy Channel during the NFR. Join us December 1st through the 10th on the Cowboy Channel as we bring you 10 hours of coverage each day, all brought to you by Mahindra. Texas Longhorns, rugged, hardy, picturesque, independent, are just part of what makes this breed stand alone as the symbol of the Old West. And they still carry that spirit today. They made history yesterday, family enjoyment today, and a legacy for tomorrow. Brian lights up Las Vegas live in concert. Yeah, that's my kind of night. ACM's Entertainer of the Year. Luke Bryan. November 30th through December 10th. And more shows added for February through April 2023. Resorts World Theater in Las Vegas. Get access to preferred seating with your city card. Tickets on sale now at AXS.com. Luke Bryan, live in Las Vegas. Howdy everybody, I'm Justin McKee inviting you to be a part of my pre-show for this year's Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Pro Rodeo legend Trevor Brazil will join me each day at 8 o'clock Eastern setting you up for success before every go-around with stats and information and inside stories on what's going on at this year's Wrangler National Finals. It's the pre-show live from the Thomas & Mac every day during the Wrangler NFR only on the couch.